Wait, this looks like a very professional podcast. You're in a suit. Super professional. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think we are ready to go. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. well, as they say. Oh, properly. Superman does good. You're yeah. well. Is oh. what an English teacher used to tell me. Really? And I hated her. Is she another one of the teachers that would be like, can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? She was that. Mm. She was very that. I always hated that. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to an exciting episode of A Little Something Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually what you do every time? <laughs> I don't. Okay. I, I switch it up every I time. I think you should change it to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that's just my opinion. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, today, I am joined by someone who is talented mm-hmm. who is humble no. so humble and um related to you and she's related to me <laughs> my cousin whitney lane finnamore hello that is me you could probably move a little closer actually hello that is me yes yeah, i'm close <laughs> you will scoot your chair up so oh you yeah? To, yeah so i don't have to lean forward i like can always a ad- dino I, it's i can adjust though okay yeah. i'm here how are you Whit? oh um i'm doing well we're Together, because of not so fun things, mm-hmm. our uncle passed away. Not, not fun at all. Um, but we're all getting to see each other, and the family's getting to hang out. So yeah. that's nice. I haven't seen you guys in a really long time. Yeah, you live in Nashville. I live in Nashville. Yeah, I've been there for two years now. How do you like it? I, it's a, it's. I don't know. Like right now during the pandemic, it's pretty boring. Not mm-hmm. a lot's going on, and I'm a songwriter, so a lot of those. Um, rights aren't really happening face to face. It's all on Zoom or FaceTime. And so, I, I mean, you can still write on Zoom and FaceTime, but like it's fun when you're like in the room with people and there's chemistry. It's just different when you're actually with someone writing. Um, yeah. It's just been, uh, it's been weird. But I, I like, as far as like as a city, it's really fun. Nice. And it's a lot cheaper than LA, which is where both of us used to live. And yeah, I lived know. there for a hot minute. Yeah. You lived there for a, a longer than I did. Yeah, like two and a half years, I think. Yeah. But yeah, LA sucked the life right out of me and all <laughs> my money. So, yeah. She's an expensive city. Yeah, she is. So, Whitney, I like to ask my guests. Mm. Or, do you listen? Yeah, I've, I've, I've dabbled. Ooh. I've just a little. Just a little something gay. Dip my toe in. Yeah. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> um, I like to ask my guests at the top of every episode, how do you identify? Oh, I love this. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever really... Th- I mean, I've thought about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm You dating. can also choose not to say if you don't want no, to. No, I, I can say. I'm okay. dating a girl, a woman, right now. Um, I have dated men in the past. Uh but I would say like gay. I guess that's queer. But I I don't right. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think honestly, it's whatever you want to. Right. I think it's like a spectrum. Oh um, okay. All right. I do. I love that. And I that. think. But for me, um, yeah, I've really only dated girls for the last like seven years. Interesting. Yeah, but, but I mean, you're... I think all people are beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. But yeah, you're open. Maybe maybe something yeah. will happen and but, maybe something uh, will. No, yeah, probably not. I'm I'm. I'm in love with with the one I'm with, so yeah, I'm pretty sure this is it. Lesbian. Les- yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that the word they're 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 using these days? Lesbianish. Lesbian. No, I think that's. I actually think you you 
you've talked about something that not a lot of people have touched on and not a lot of my guests have touched mm-hmm. on, which is the spectrum of sexuality yeah. and how a lot of people are realizing that they don't have to be so much on the binary of sexuality. They can actually, it's, it can be a little more fluid, fluid. and it's not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. I think people really get obsessed with like, well, even in the gay community, oh, I yes. think like it, and, and, and I understand that because people worked so hard to like figure out who they were. And then mm-hmm. when you come out, you know, you're trying to be confident in that and whatever and like really own whoever you are and so i think that's where the importance of like finding your like what are you right but i do think like sexuality is so much more complicated than we think it is uh and then we and we're learning more and more i think about it as we i don't know kind of evolve as humans so oh yeah i can see that yeah i'm i mean yeah definitely lean more towards women that's who i have the connection with the strongest as far as like emotionally and just mm-hmm. kind of like every part of a relationship um but yeah no shade toward the dudes but it's not really just not for you yeah not really my type that's fine i'll take them yeah please uh you said this earlier but we are cousins we are we are we're actually pretty close in age i'm yeah. gonna be 34 soon you are 30 i'll be 31 32 in may okay so we're a yeah couple we're years like apart. two years apart um, what was it like growing up together? We had a lot of fun. We sure did. We really did. Um, I often made you and Kim and our other cousins yeah. uh, reenact the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, my God. Because it was my favorite musical as a child. How did we not know? Not that that would make you gay, but like there were just a lot of things. <laughs> I think that, it's fine. They know it, it pointed to <laughs> this young man might be gay. Um, I mean, the signs were everywhere. People were tripping over them. So. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we had a lot of fun. We were constantly playing all sorts of crazy games. We were just talking about it tonight, like making up like, I don't know. We had like dance parties all the time. Mm-hmm. And like we had our own club. We had our own club, Club Shiko. Uh, where did, you, where did that Rick. name even come from? I don't know. We're dumb. I have no idea. I think it's perfect. Shiko. I don't know. Shiko. Maybe we're, I don't know. But we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we were always playing outside. We didn't have phones. We didn't have anything like that. I sound so old. Like, we didn't have... We didn't have those from back in Yeah, back in our day. No, but we really... All I, I'm, as you're yeah, asking right. me that, I'm thinking of all these memories of, like, playing at Grandma and Grandpa's, like, in the back of Grandpa's truck. Like, mm-hmm. just playing hide and seek. That's all we did. And, yeah. like, ran lots around of, like crazy kids. Yes. Lots, lots of outdoor activities. Yeah. It was fun. Our childhood... I think our childhood was really, really fun. Yeah. Did Tea you- parties with Grandma. Oh, tea parties with grandma. Those the were tea fun. was Pepsi-Cola. We it was, and we had, like, gummy worms. She said, your grandfather brought me back this nice tea set from China. We're going to put Pepsi in it. <laughs> That's how she talked. All right. No, she didn't. <laughs> no, she, no, she didn't. So, yes. did you, growing up together, Yes. did you have any, um, did you have any suspicions that I was gay? Well, I did just touch on that. Um... I don't even think I really knew what it really meant. Mm-hmm, well, when you came out, you were super young. Yeah. You were 14. I think I was 12. Yeah. Or were you 15? Uh, maybe probably 14 to 15, okay. something like that. I think I knew by then, like, what it meant, uh, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, like, I don't think I would have, I probably just assumed you were liking girls up until then, just because that was the norm. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember trying to set you up with one of my friends, like, one of my girlfriends, you know? And... and Did she like me? Yeah. I think you guys kissed. <gasps> Don't act like you forgot. I'm scandalized. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I knew that you, again, it's not something that makes someone, I knew you were more on, had more feminine traits, but that doesn't make someone gay or straight. No, you're right. But do you know what I'm saying? Like people just think, uh, you I know th- what I'm saying. No, I definitely think there are oftentimes a quality within someone mm-hmm. that you can see at an early age. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're gay. Yeah. But I feel like, off- there's an echo. Shut that. We're doing this podcast in my baby brother's bedroom. Okay. In case you wondered. As I said, I think there is a quality that a lot of people identify, but I don't necessarily think if you have this sort of other quality that you're going to grow up to be gay. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's definitely something to be said about there is definitely a noticeable thing. Yeah. And it's funny, like, looking back, like, hindsight, you're like, oh, I knew you were. But I think that's just because you told us so early. Uh, but before that, I just as a kid, I wasn't thinking yeah. about it. I mean, I knew you liked musicals and you sang and you were like, but again, that doesn't make someone care straight. Yeah. But um, no, I don't think. But again, I wasn't super shocked when you told us either. Right. Um, what was your coming out like no well let me say this when did you kind of start to have suspicions that you might not be um on the heterosexual side of things yeah i will well again it's a hindsight thing i like look back i'm like oh i definitely had those feelings then or whatever and kind of can see like different like times in my life where maybe i like felt those things but always kind of hid them like growing Mm. up really like traditional christian was it was like not really accepted and Mm -hmm. still really isn't so yeah um in a lot of circles and some it is but um i was like i was dating a guy in college so i was happy in that but still something felt like it was missing so after college like is really when i think i really started addressing those feelings that I knew I'd kind of had, but really pushed them aside just because it wasn't conducive to my life. I was like, there's no way, even if I am having those feelings toward like girls, like I don't, I'm not going to go down that way. Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for me, I was like 24 when okay. I told my family and then started telling like friends and stuff like that. And honestly, it still just feels like such a process and I'm 31. Mm. I'm sure. I don't know if you, do you still feel like that? Yeah. I think coming out is always going to be a journey. Yeah. I feel like you're always going to have to. Because it's never the norm, unfortunately, being, you know, everyone just assumes like you haven't. Yeah. Like people are like, if, if I don't know, I tell people I'm dating someone. They're like, what's his name? You know, I mean, and that's not their fault. It's just what you would. Yeah. We just live in, we live in a heteronormative world right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think it is changing the, the the longer it gets but i don't i don't i just don't think in america especially people are going to not have those heteronormative ideas yeah and And it's fine yeah and honestly like i probably do the same i don't even yeah it's just what we're used Mm, to no one's like has bad intentions i don't think yeah but i do think we're learning to kind of like stop and not just assume someone is even male or female anymore you you like just being sensitive to everyone and again talking about the spectrum like where they might lie so yeah um but yeah for me i felt like i started to kind of really come into my sexuality like in my mid-20s oh okay yeah i remember when you told me that you were 
um, queer. Really? Yes. It was right after the Pulse nightclub shooting. Oh. Do you remember that? No, I remember. uh, Because you called me and told me. Shit. I, I remember we, I feel like I told you... Were we to, I just, where were you at that time? I was in New York visiting a friend because I was in between contracts. Yeah. And I remember Did it you even vividly. suspect no. that I was? Uh-uh. Okay. But I don't suspect yeah, I that, was that a lot of people are gay. I just, I, yeah. I kind of just wait for people to tell me. Yeah. I guess I just thought people knew. Again, these are not <laughs> correct reasons for thinking someone was, but I was always like such a tomboy. Yeah. And I, which again, I'm saying this, people know, it's, that doesn't mean anything. I yeah. know super femme lesbians that you would see and be like, she's straight. Well, These just aren't, <laughs> those aren't right. Anyways, it's just. And you saying, um, you, you, even you asking like, well, didn't you know? I feel like that, yeah. that's, that's an also internalized trauma being like, yeah. oh my God, it's so obvious. Everyone knows they're all going to find out. Right. So it's like, didn't you know? It's like, well, no, I didn't. So yeah. then it's kind of. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I really so didn't. I I didn't suspect. See, but. that's funny. Like a lot of people that I've told, even my closest friends that I was like, oh, they for sure knew, didn't know. So, and I mean, I guess, again, I was mostly dating guys at the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just assumed I was straight, which is kind of what that would be. <laughs> well, it's heteronormative, especially here in America. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, you you write music. You're a songwriter. Yeah. You are a musician. I try. You have how many EPs? Ooh. It's funny that they're pretty much all EPs. I never... I did well, like how many? one album, technically. Um, okay, my first one was like... Well, my real first one was like in college. That was kind of like a worship thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't talk about that one. It's just not not that I'm <laughs> ashamed. It's just poorly done. But it's every, everyone's first like album is trash. Which one is ready... Ready Let Go was like 2010. I that love was that in one. college. That it's was fun. So, it's so good. Thank you. Um, that my friend one Jaren produced that. It what? Comfortable Distance. <gasps> that was on In Between. So that was two. And then um, my third one is Highs and No, Battle Within. Uh huh. And then Highs and Lows was after that. That's so I have like one. four of them. Um, thanks. Yeah. So the Highs I and love Lows, your music. Are you just being nice? No, because it, it, I feel like it's always evolving. Thanks. I think I'm always just searching for, it's funny being, it's weird. Yeah, I guess it's been 10 years since I put out that first record. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still searching for like, okay, what's the sound of sound? But like everyone's sound is always evolving and changing yeah. with current kind of sounds and whatever. So yeah, um, I would say this last one I put out in 2019 was is probably the closest to you know my sound it's mm-hmm. called highs and lows and that's all these are i think on spotify but um oh don't worry yeah. i'll link them in the show notes please do <laughs> um yeah and then i just put out a single over christmas but it's just been nice. weird with covid and like trying yeah. to go into a studio you're like is this worth it like i don't want to get people uh together if this is dangerous it's just weird yeah uh what is it like in the music career like right in, now in the, in the field COVID? of music I, I should say i guess with covid going yeah. on or just in general sort of maybe how it how it has changed um well like i mentioned earlier like all the rights are on zoom or oh. on facetime nobody's oh, really right. meeting um 
all the venues like i'm sure you know like broadway like musicals and stuff aren't happening mm-hmm. so neither are concerts and i was just starting to tap really get into that um mm-hmm. i had like a booking agent that was booking me shows it all got canceled i had Damn. like a bunch happening in february and march of 2020 and those all got canceled and it was just like and i know everyone's gone through a really hard time so yeah. it's not just it's not just musicians but we can't really play i mean there's a couple of spots in nashville that are open that i've been able to play but i even still feel sometimes bad for that because i'm like well i don't really want people to come because this is uh, it's just a weird weird time so right now i've just been focusing on what i can control which is my songwriting and then tapping into production so like learning how to produce oh, like there's amazing. definitely not enough women in that area right um so like just like all right i'm gonna take a class in january and so i've been doing that um I'm just trying to get better at that so yeah just writing and production is really the uh, the two things i've really been focusing on and then doing some zoom writes here and there nice yeah which i say it sucks to not be in the room with people but those are a little bit more productive because you just they're like they seem to be shorter sessions and you just get to it like you ha- you're like you don't want to sit on zoom for six hours but there's a good chance if you're with people in a room you'll mm-hmm. go get coffee you'll come back and write you'll go get lunch you'll come back and write, and then you've like five hours have gone by and you might not even have a song you have seven albums it, yeah, yeah maybe but like <laughs> so i think the zoom rights people really want to just get in get out get done like and so you are i think i have come away with more songs during this time because people are kind of like all right let's not mess around let's get the song done and so that's oh, been cool yeah but it still does really suck for the for the uh, touring side of things yeah but I, I think it'll get better i don't know how long it's going to take i hope it does yeah i hope so too Last concert I went to was a Dan and Shay concert. <gasps> I love Dan and Shay. I know. There's honestly, like, the lead singer of that band has one of the most beautiful voices. Oh, he really does. Oh, it's so good. He can sing. He can. Oof. Uh, I mentioned that I think you have a sound that is evolving, and you kind of talked about that more. What do you think? What do you think is causing the evolution, or what do you think causes the evolution between one album to the next? Yeah. Or, I mean. I think what I definitely what I listen to it, like evolves the sound you know like I might really be digging a certain artist or mm-hmm. a band or something and then that like you can't help but be influenced by what you're listening to yeah. so that kind of goes into it whatever's like maybe yeah current what like, wait, like what you're hearing all the time it just starts to like when you're like producing or when you're writing like you can't help but I guess kind of hear that come through your own stuff like I never want to like fully copy someone or anything but like if I appreciate a certain sound that I'm hearing I think it's just kind of a natural yeah it's not even always on purpose it's just kind of Mm. like a natural progression of things um I think too like and depending on what city you're in like if you're in Nashville it's hard not to like kind of steer toward the country realm (laughs) like it's just all you're surrounded by is country. So like I never heard that before. Yeah, it's wild. But um, <laughs> when I was living in LA, I wasn't really writing like country music. And now it's not necessarily country, but a lot of the sessions I'm in are more like geared toward country. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more like pop country gets, the more I'm kind of like, maybe I could like dabble in that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I just never wanted to be like, yeah, I'm country. I don't know why I have a problem with that. I just felt like I was never like, Loretta Lynn or I was never like Dolly Parton but now you have these new people coming out like 
Casey Musgraves and Julian Jacqueline yes. and the High Women and Marin Morris. And it's like, that's dope. What they're uh-huh. doing is cool. Like, whatever that is. Because that's not, like, country country. I don't know. But anyways, it's exciting to see the new stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, out of Nashville. So. Uh, who are you, or what are you working on right now? Anything special? Um, no, like, singles or anything. There will be... Or are you collaborating with anybody? I am writing with some artists that have music coming out, which is fun. So, like, I've yeah. never... Um, I think there's like three artists that are putting out songs that we've written in the next few months. So that's exciting. So it's nothing that's necessarily um, like no singles of mine or albums of mine coming out just yet within the next few months. But there will be songs that I've written that are coming out from other artists. So Mm -hmm. that's really fun. I've never had that really before. And then actually 2020 has been insane but i did put out an ep with a group of friends called the suddenlies um that was more like a folk group um and we put out i think five songs um on spotify and apple music back in september and october okay so that actually is the most recent thing that's come out i don't know why i forgot (laughs) i i this year has been insane so many irons in the fire no no we've been working on that record for like two years and then we finally got those songs out so and those are with some incredible people and talented people i met in nashville so yeah so nothing of my own necessarily coming out just yet but um there will be soon i can't wait yes yes whitney you were also your talents were also featured on television you were on a little show i'm not sure people are gonna know what it is um because it is pretty niche um (laughs) the voice it was the voice. Yes. It was. It's the voice. This is the voice. <laughs> you, uh, you did great on that. Thanks. That show. I was very sad to see you go. I, that was a roller coaster. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome. I loved it. It was really cool. I like. I don't know. I used to be a huge fan of that show. I, just, I mean, I still don't think it's great. But like before, I was on it. And so then, like, being on it was a really weird, like, inception moment of, like, wait, am I really standing on the stage? I'm on this. It's, like, trying to literally, like, savor every single moment of it. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. Like, I think you know, especially doing Broadway, I know it's not the same as the singer-songwriter thing, but it is still, like, a lot of ups and downs and a lot of, like, no's and a lot of, like... For sure. You know, I say Broadway. Musical theater is what you've been... Yeah. Live theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you have to take those moments and be all in and just be so stoked that they're happening when they happen because they don't always happen and they happen, you know, not a lot. So I think you're definitely getting more like negative shit coming at you in the music industry. So when I got to do that show, it was just, I tried to have as much fun as possible because yeah, I don't know. That was the most people that were ever, like, actually hearing me sing at once. So mm-hmm. I just tried to, like, live it up, and it was a lot of fun. Who turned their chairs for you again? It was Miley and Adam. And you were on Adam's mm-hmm. team first. Yeah. Um, did you did you get to work closely with him at all, or was it... Yeah, it they definitely make you look like you work closer with them on TV. Like, but, but you did get to have some kind of... Yeah, we had fun. Like, there was a... I don't think they even showed this on TV, but it was... And I think I've said this a couple of times on some interviews, but my favorite um, little, like, moment with him was he wanted to play the drums while I was singing... I forget exactly what song I was singing, but 
so you have like the stage band or the um, house band mm-hmm. and then he was like hey can I play the drums and we were like practicing he was not gonna play the drums like he just typically just tells you what to do yeah and he hopped on the drums and then I like turned to face the band and it was like we were like an actual band like playing he's like on the drums and I'm playing guitar and singing and that was like the best part ever that's awesome um but he's super cool he was so encouraging like after the show he was like hey don't like when I was like getting kicked off the show he was just like um don't worry about this the show is just I mean it doesn't necessarily it's not the end all be all yeah y'all are sort of a launch pad really yeah it's a launch pad it's just a stepping stone and like there's so many like cool artists that have come from that show that I didn't realize that have still gone on to do like Morgan Wallen. He's like blowing up right now in country music mm-hmm. and he, I didn't realize was on the voice like oh, wow. <laughs> a while back. And I was like, Oh hell. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I can, like, I don't know. So at, at, at the end of the voice, it was kind of sad because you like go back to just normal life and you're like, okay, was that the only, like, is anything else going to happen here? Right. So, but yeah, it was awesome. And you were also on Miley's yeah miley's team for a while team. as well that was confu- yeah i got stolen i think to her team uh-huh. or or blake and her like turned for me and i chose who to go with and i oh, with her uh-huh. and then i was a comeback artist which is sometimes they have that on the show sometimes they don't like four of us came back and i went back to adam's team hmm. which was really fun yeah and then i sang a cheryl crow song and butchered it and oh no left again no you didn't i think i did but i had yeah and i had so much fun doing it that i actually didn't give a shit that i didn't like i i I mean of course i wanted to go further but i already had felt like it's cool that i came this far like Mm -hmm. i just need to be thankful and i can i can leave knowing i did everything you were thankful for the exposure i loved the exposure yeah (laughs) She loves exposure. Yeah. I did not expose um, anyone. Did you feel it? You, you, to anything. I knew at that time you were sort of coming to terms with your own sexual identity. Yeah. Did you feel any pressure from anybody in production to make something of your, like, yes. process? Yes. You did? Would Extremely. You, did oh, we, really? Have we talked about this? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It was bad. <clears throat> um, And not that I was ashamed, but I think everyone that's coming out or really dealing with anything it's so important that you deal with that first internally and i think it's a i wish it wasn't such a big deal Mm -hmm. but it is and like i hadn't told certain family members or like friends and like i just didn't know that national television was the way to do it and i also was like i knew how they um liked to brand you like as something on that show and brand you as a character and i was like i was like i don't want this to be not that i'm ashamed but i just want to sing yeah i don't want anything to distract from just let it just be about without any pun intended the voice like my voice my singing my songwriting like let it just be about that i don't want too much focus on the drama of what's going on in my life right now i was in kind of a new relationship it wasn't going that well. I didn't really want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to show any light to... Like, it just was too much. And so I just kept it... Like, would allude to certain things. Like, I was really going through a hard time with, like, depression and anxiety. And that was from <laughs> grappling with being gay. But yeah. there actually was a time where the producer was, like, hounding me to say... He literally asked me. He was like, so tell us, what was it like coming out to your family? This I'm under a million lights, a camera crew. This producer's asking me, 
and I was like just staring off in the distance like I don't know like mind you I'd never been on like a show before I didn't know how to handle questions I really didn't want to answer I felt like I had to answer them and you don't but like I felt like I had to yeah and thank god I don't even know who it was some girl in the back was like we don't need her to answer that if she doesn't want to answer it let's move on and we moved on and like thank god there was a couple other times where they kind of tried to pry yeah I was just like I don't not I'm not ashamed but I just wasn't ready yeah. to like I just also felt like I didn't know that it would be authentic because then I felt like I would just be pulling the gay card mm, you mm-hmm. know like yeah. it just didn't feel and not that I have friends that did say they were gay and that's great mm-hmm. but I just didn't want that to take away I just it didn't feel right so I didn't do it yeah really I remember you told me once kind of during that time you said that you didn't you also didn't want to be sort of the poster child for for you know young queer women to look to because yeah. you were still trying to figure things out as well yeah i think like i think that's really cool and i think it's really mature but, as well but not like not that i don't i don't want that to be taken the wrong way not that i don't want to be an example because i could have could that have been an incredible platform yes it could have but I, but if you're not ready to carry that, mm-hmm. you, it's not time. Yeah. Like, and so I needed to work through some things. I needed to go to therapy. I needed to like figure out my life before right. I was ready to help anyone else. Right. Like, so now, like even now, I mean, I'm 31. That was, the voice was like four years ago, three years ago. I'm still like trying to be better about being an encouragement to other kids that might feel the way that I did you know growing up in church growing up like Christian but feeling like this very that they're literally a walking contradiction you Mm -hmm. know so uh, yeah like I think that's been a slow process for me not that I don't want to help people but it's been hard for me at times to even accept my own sexuality yeah so I don't know if it's been that way. Has it been that way for you? I, no. mean, I know this is your podcast, but well, I'm but asking you a question. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was never really. I mean, it was very affirming when I, like the first time I, I kissed a boy, it was very much an aha moment. Yeah. Um, Has it always been easy for you? Like, did, I know you came out when you were so young, so you've had some time to get through <clears throat> But like, and we've all kind of know, I think even for me, I just, for me, I feel like I'm, it's it's shitty, but I just feel like I'm letting people down when I tell them because of how I was raised or how they thought I should be traditionally with a man or um, whatever. So I feel like I have to be like, I have to prove I'm still a good person, Mm. which is so stupid. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yes, I'm dating a woman, but oh, but I'm still Whitney. I'm still, don't, don't think this of me or think that of me. And it's just like, it's a lot to carry and yeah. it's not really ours to carry, but I still feel like, yeah, I didn't know if that was hard for you too. kind of like we, we, we didn't grow up in the exact same circles, but we both did grow up in religious families. Oh yeah. So didn't know how that was for you. Kind of like navigating that. I mean, there, I'm sure there have definitely been moments where it was difficult and there have been times where I may be never been really afraid to tell people I was gay. I sort of have just kind of been like, this is how it is. If you don't like it, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's... But like, maybe that's not. A- but also, I feel like I, I worry that there will come a time where 
that might get me in trouble. Mm. Or I might come across the wrong person who is not at, I mean, luckily I've, I've come across people that are open-minded and kind and understanding, but there, there may come a time where the wrong person I come out to, you know, and I guess to be honest, it could have had, it could have already happened and I just didn't realize it or, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the more like secure we are in it, yeah, the better people respond to it, which is funny. <clears throat> like I realized that like when I was kind of unsure of what was going on, I was kind mm. of like hesitant to tell people, but the more confident I am and have been like through my relationship um, with the person I'm dating now, people are just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah cool. You know I, what I mean? Like I, I don't have that. anything... When I when I stop acting like I have to prove something mm-hmm. and just I'm like this is how it is. Yeah. And again, like you kind of said, this it's not my battle to fight. If you have a problem with it, that's your thing. Not yeah. that I don't want to be sensitive. That's something too. We were talking about the voice and me not saying anything on it. I look back on that and I realize I didn't have to do that. Like yeah, some of it was me trying to um, wait until I was ready to do that but some of it also was me trying to protect other people Mm. that i hadn't told yet and that's i didn't have to do that i don't owe anyone anything Mm -hmm. i don't owe anyone the um if someone thought i should be a certain way or end up a certain way nobody gets to decide how i live my life but me yeah and so i think like yes i guess it was good nice of me to like not um tell people i was gay on national television before i got a chance to tell them personally but anyways if i did if i would have decided to tell say it on tv that was that would have been my choice you know and that would have been okay so it was was hard to make that call and if it was now it'd be different so it is a very interesting journey yeah and it's, a, I mean, it is a journey. I, I feel like it's always going to be yeah, something that has to be navigated. Yeah. Which. But things are, things are getting better. Thank God. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes I think back to that. I'm like, can you imagine if we were even in like the 1950s? Oh, God. Or 60s. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I would have the strength to. Mm-mm. I think I would have just been like, no. I'll just, well, gosh, if it was the 1950s or 60s, we probably would have been with who we were dating when we were like 15 or 14. Yeah, you're right. You know, like that's our grandparents yeah. got married when they were like 14 and 15. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful that that times are changing. Well, I'm, especially for women. I mean, it was. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, God, times yeah. are tough for women right now. But even back then, it was like. Yeah. If you didn't have a husband by the time you were 20. Something was wrong What with the fuck you. was. Yeah. Quote, they were like, well, so you're going to be an old maid forever, I guess. Yeah. Which is. Oof. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I am very like, yes, times are hard right now, but thank God we're like, you can feel the progression happening mm-hmm. and I'm really happy for that. Yeah. And even like it, obviously I didn't plan it, but when I, excuse me, came out to my family, it was literally the summer when gay marriage became legal. Oh, wow. Like federally across all the states. So that i mean i didn't plan that (laughs) yeah but it felt nice to be like oh and cool when i do guess you can finally get married when i do find someone that can do it Mm -hmm. and it's like seen as something that 
is valid. Yeah. And not that before that it wasn't valid, but just like that it would be recognized federally and legally. Yeah. Super cool. I agree. Yeah. That was such a, an amazing day yeah. when that happened. Yeah. I'm sure you felt that because coming out when you're so young and then if you would have met someone, who knows? Like when you were in your early 20s, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't legal yet. Yeah. I mean, you could have gone to different states, but still like. But then you leave that state and it doesn't. Yeah. It's it feels not like it doesn't recognized. Count. It's so weird. It's so weird. And when you really dig into it, I don't know, so many things. I think over the last like hundred years in our country have been pretty whack and mm-hmm. really all over like the world. But yeah. even with like women's rights or um, <laughs> black women couldn't like vote for the longest time. Like it just doesn't make sense. But thank God we are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Things are changing, um, which is pretty, I think it's, it's an exciting time like, I agree. to be alive. Um, I agree. And I hope that even 10 years from now, like when we have kids and when they're older, that they're able to be whoever they want without a care in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Without having to actually like have the fear of if they're gay coming out. Like, wouldn't that be cool if that wasn't a thing? It's heavy. Like when you feel like you have to make that post on Instagram or Facebook, like I am gay. Like, you know what I mean? Like when it just becomes like more the norm, I think that'll be cool. My last guest that I had on, they were talk. We were talking about kind of coming out, and um, one of them, his name is Joey. He was saying how sort of that is becoming antiquated because so many people are just realizing that they can be open to this, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect their lives really. You know, it doesn't affect their marriage if yeah. they're already straight. And I think I really do see see how that is really shaping our future yeah going forward it's just that people are realizing that these old older ideas are kind of there there are things that we can leave behind yeah they're super antiquated and a lot of them are uh, this some of the same things we've left behind that are like religious things that oh yeah even slavery people try not Uh not to compare slavery to being gay of course like they are similar, uh, not similar things, but you know what I'm talking about. Like people were able to justify exactly slavery. Exactly. And they use scripture to do it just as people use scripture to keep people from, I mean, being gay or interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I think we're kind of breaking free from some, some of that and like, yes, good. yeah, I, I, you, you, you said it right when you said we are definitely living through an exciting time yeah how did you feel about i don't want to get super political but how did you feel about the um the the inauguration and the first we are in the first few days of the new biden presidency um what what were your feelings i've never felt like i needed to like dance around a question so much but Mm. because i think so many people have preconceived notions if i were to say you know, if I say, oh, I loved Trump or I loved Biden, people are going to be like, oh, mad about both. Polarized. But yeah, I, yeah it's the most divided our country has been in mm-hmm. a while. And I felt a, such a sense of relief um, because I believe that the changing, you know, the new president that we got is trying to bring us together. Mm-hmm. And we just did not need any more division in our country. and. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could argue that. I don't know how you could argue that we weren't being divided. 
Um, you can't if you're paying attention at all. Yeah. So Democrat or Republican, I don't care. Like our country needed to come together. And what was happening with our country was too divisive. And it like another four years of that would have been hell. So yes. um, I felt a sense of relief. I know a lot of other people that did too. I and I have friends that didn't don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been hard because it seems so obvious that, you know, we had a choice to make and it seemed like the right <laughs> choice was obvious. But I don't know, to each his own, I guess. But um, I truly believe that the present we have right now is for human rights on a basic, le- like on a, on at every level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm for. So, yeah. Um, and not just gay rights, not just that, and um, but all like rights for everyone, yeah. you know, equal rights for everybody. Yeah. And I think that um, Biden is going to be um, striving for that. So anyway, I don't know. Like I just, I'm relieved. I know we have a long way to go, mm-hmm. and this is going to be a hard, hard year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that things changed. Yes. Yeah. It, it really was such a sense of relief. It yeah. was just feeling this feeling of just being able to take in a breath. All of a sudden, it was just like That's this weight was like. lifted and you were like, yeah. oh, God. It just, yeah. it was so, and it was so nice to see a president say, I'm going now to the Oval Office to start working. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy to that Yeah, regardless of what has happened, there is now a strong sense of political stability right i just wanted someone that would be a leader just a leader just an adult i was just so sick of seeing trump go out there and just talk and not really even say anything just yeah tell us what to tell us what to do give us instruction yes and it was just so infuriating when he when he just wouldn't even do the simple leadership tasks yeah you know yeah policy aside yeah i just don't even feel like exactly you have I and that's the thing I'm not some I'm not even on the crazy crazy liberal side of a democrat yeah I just want to see someone lead we were taught when we were younger to know someone by their character by their action by their fruits to get spiritual and I just truly believe that we you did there there the character of trump was not good and i don't want that leading our country regardless of whether or not he's republican democrat independent i really don't care yeah um just judging by the things he would say like i just can't get on board with that i want to see i care about this country and i know that so many people do yeah and i just believe that four more years of him would have been a freaking disaster (sighs) it would have been awful yeah so awful i i hope that and also, gotta mention Kamala Harris. Yeah, uh, and so many people aren't excited about this, but you cannot argue that it's it's amazing to see a woman be the vice president and yes. be in a place of power like that. We've never had that, so that's cool. Yes, like, and I and I've seen so many women too be like, yeah, but can she? Like, what about her like policy? I'm like, okay, you weren't even that concerned with trump you weren't even giving him that much shit why are you giving her aren't you excited that a woman 
your own gender is in office that's Finally, cool for the first time ever like ever in american history yeah it's important to see that as a as a girl like yes that's so cool so i personally think that's awesome uh-huh. and i know other people disagree but i i really don't care i think that's cool yeah i'm kind of with you on i don't understand how people can be against that because it it, from this moment in history everything is going to be different for i think anybody that has any kind of aspiration to do something great yeah because they can look to the system that for so long oppressed oh not only just a a person of color but a woman yes and they can see that this was the point this was definitely a pivot point when the doors were open yeah and to have someone that is that is poised that is smart. Yeah. Wasn't she the DA of San Francisco? Like, she, she's a badass. She was. There are, there are certain things in her past that have not been super great. She did prosecute a lot of people for marijuana. Lee. Um, however. But I mean, like. <laughs> but that's. Yeah. We need to. We also. So it is it is fine for us to also realize that and address it mm-hmm. and take them to task on those things. Sure. But we have to also be open to letting them well that's what i was gonna say is like obviously if she was like a ding dong mm-hmm. and was only like we just voted for her because she's a woman that's not great yeah but that's that's not the case she is qualified yeah oh yeah you know so she got to the place she's at for a reason mm-hmm. um but i mean of course i think it's great even like with biden to be like okay what are the certain things about him that aren't yeah great and like hold these people to certain standards absolutely well remember when hillary clinton lost and yeah everyone was saying oh what are you gonna what trump this and trump that she was like we have to at least give him a chance Mm. and if he's like i'm sure she knew he's not gonna be able to do it but i think that we have to kind of extend that same thing to the biden presidency sure we have to at least let them try we have to give them a chance to to um uh, take responsibility for their for what they've done yeah. to rectify. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, you can talk. You can talk and talk or whatever. Oh, but yeah. can are you going to actually like, walk it out? Yeah, exactly. Like, I think Biden gave an incredible speech. His first speech that he gave as president I thought was great and unifying and all of that. But, you know, what if he's just an eloquent speaker? I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, but he's already working to put some good things into action. So the I trans mean, military ban was lifted. That was really that was big. I know. I know. Um. Yeah, I I think it's going to be good. I pray that it's good. I just want our country to be unified, mm-hmm. and I just didn't believe that it was going to be that way, the other way around. I agree. Um, but yeah, and ugh, I hate that politics are so touchy right now, and they always kind of have been. Yeah. But I just hate that it's such a divisive thing, and yeah. that I feel that even with some of my closest like people in my life, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yikes, can't really talk about that, or you know, just. Mm-hmm. Just with everything going on, COVID and politics and the whole like Black Lives Matter movement and like everything that was going on, yeah. this year has been wild. You've really seen people's true colors, and it's for sure been crazy. But yeah. for sure, yeah. Um, you are a musician, as we have talked about. Yes. Who are some of your musical inspirations? Um, I grew up really listening to a lot of different things. Um, which is maybe why I like kind of a lot of different genres, but grew up, like I've said a couple of times, like in a very religious household Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of like, uh, like Christian artists, like gospel artists, Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, and so they were all kind of like 
uh, alternative, like temporary, maybe like, I don't know. I guess you could classify it as like more like pop. And then my dad oh, listened yeah, sure. to a lot of like old, like rock bands, like um, the group America, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, he liked Fleetwood Mac. Who doesn't? Uh, I know. I love them. Me too. And like the Carpenters and a lot of groups with really great harmonies and uh-huh. stuff. So my dad, I think, has really great musical taste and so does my mom but i remember my dad being like the one that really was always having music playing and so mm-hmm. um i think some of my biggest inspiration really comes from that but like specific artists today pretty obsessed with john mayer still yeah i feel like you've been obsessed with him since i really like i don't know about him as a person <laughs> okay. love his music <laughs> um bit of a womanizer yes i think yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i think yeah. so i don't know i don't know him haven't heard great things okay but um let's see i do love one republic ryan tedder oh yeah he's from tulsa he's a tulsa boy yeah. yeah um can can we do a little word association yeah. i have some artists and i'd love to get just like a couple words yeah okay all right michelle branch do you want me to just say a word that reminds me of her? Just anything you want to say. Just like a quick little something. Okay. I do love Michelle Branch. <laughs> right? The song Breathe. Uh, the the, the oh Spirit Room gosh. album. Yeah. Um, what's an... Uh, what, why did I... that out so I can see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, oh, when she was in that band called The Records. Oh, they, they were so it's good. It's all it was right. Her. I'll be fine. Don't worry mm-hmm. about this. Automatic. Yeah. So good. Oh, I, I think she's a badass because she was also kind of like during that time, like not, I guess like not a lot of girls were like playing guitar. Not really, And no. most of them didn't like have clothes on. And it was, I think, during like the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and then Michelle Branch was like doing her own little like The acoustic, acoustic singer-songwriter genre was very yeah. male heavy then. Yeah. So she's cool. She's a badass. She's great. Um, yeah, I love her. Okay, Vanessa Carlton. I was just about to talk about her. They remind <laughs> me of each other a lot. They're very similar because they kind of yeah. came out around the same time. Their music is sort of similar. Yeah, and I love that. I think Vanessa Carlton was a lot of the same, like, mm-hmm. like great songwriter and great musician, and in a time where it was about kind of like being like a dancer and provocative and like all this stuff. Like they just both were like more, I think, concentrated on like the music. Yes. Very much Which is so. Definitely me. They both write their own music. I don't. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. Michelle Branch for sure. Yeah, does. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Carlton Vanessa Carlton does. does. Yeah. yeah. Gavin DeGraw. <gasps> I forgot about Gavin DeGraw. How I used could you to, forget about Gavin? No, DeGraw? I mean like I haven't thought about him in forever. When's the last time he put something out? But I. It's been a minute. I was obsessed with this last song, "Not Over You." Oh, it's so good. He wrote that with Ryan Tedder. I think that's why oh, I, I liked it so much. <gasps> yeah, I love that song. Um, and I was obsessed with. Uh, what was the album called? Chariot or Maple Leaf? Turn out a Maple Leaf. I think it was the one with a Maple Leaf on it that had like. Was it called Chariot? I don't want to be. Gavin DeGraw's great. He, I think he's great. I wish he still. Uh, I think he lives in Nashville. He's like weirdly around. Yeah, you all should the look time. him up. Yeah, I'll hang out. <laughs> um, Gav. Joni Mitchell. Okay. D- obviously, she is a queen. Yes. I never fully. See, people are going to make fun of me for this. I never like fully jumped on board, but I realize she is incredible. She is songwriting incredible. Yes, she's Let's very say that. specific. Yeah, I can't, I can't diss her in any way. I think right. she's dope. She's also like one of those singer songwriters, like mm-hmm. in a time where women really weren't doing that. I think she was doing that and like kind of paving the 
you know, the way for that. So mm-hmm. like in the folk realm, she's, yeah, she's great. Apparently she didn't like writing folk music. <gasps> what did she want to She do? only did it because she was good at it. Oh. She wanted to do jazz music. That's why her later albums are a lot jazzier. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I really am only familiar with, what's the one called like just Blue or something? Oh, Blue is so yeah. good. I love like, every River, single song on that Case album. Of you. Oh. Yeah. I am on a lonely road. <gasps> Have you seen the show, The Politician? Yes. Okay. Oh, Ben when he Platt. Sings, when, when he, he sings, sings River? River. Honey. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. And everyone just disintegrated into a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he I, made me love that song even more. Which... Oh, okay. So next one on my list, Ben Platt. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he's so versatile too. Have I told you my story about when we went to see Dear Evan Hansen? I don't think so. We so. It was like right when it came out. It was so hard to get tickets, but we got tickets. Me and yeah. my friend Justin. And um, everyone was like, it's so emotional. You're going to have this beautiful experience. <laughs> yeah. You're going to find yourself. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait. And so I was drinking vodka sodas, just getting myself into, Ready. into the right yeah. the right place to receive. And <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Halfway through, I'm like, I don't like just anything at all i was like i enjoyed it but everyone around me is sniffling and And just feel like openly sobbing when you realize you didn't have a soul kind of and i'm just like mainlining vodka sodas being like get have a reaction (laughs) you fake cry show people that you're human yeah oh my gosh no i felt really robotic and maybe you had like i think i put too much pressure on it yeah you had whiskey tears (laughs) <laughs> like whiskey dick yeah I really, exactly i think i really do think that i was like i expected too much of it yeah you went in yeah. with two like i think yeah you you would have been better off not having an expectation there right it's okay i think yeah anyway yeah i never got to see it by the way no uh, it was good was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. all right okay. um avril lavigne <gasps> wait these are really great um do you think i was gonna no i just like this was reminding me of my childhood i was obsessed with her i think um let go wasn't that her record where Mm -hmm. she's like a little skater girl Mm -hmm. um came out in eighth grade again she like paved the way for like she was different than other female singers during that time very much so. i thought she was great um i don't even know actually if she wrote those songs but if she did i don't either they're great obviously bangers um, yeah, I, I saw her actually. Did we see her in LA? Did you come with me to that show? She no. played at Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Jimmy Kimmel oh, no. Live was literally in my backyard when I lived in LA. I, I would remember. just walk to their show. You were so close to it, Hollywood, me too close. But yeah. yeah, and I saw Avril perform. She still got it. She does. Yeah. You, have you heard that conspiracy theory about how it's not really yes, her? And Isn't I that, can't. It's I so can't, compelling. I can't get on board with it. Um, Show Crow. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Cheryl Crow has like my dream career, I think. Like, oh. I think she has like a little family. She's like, I think like just she t- rides the line of like country and uh-huh. singer songwriter, like pop, you know, mm-hmm. but like isn't country, but is. And she's like respected in that realm, yeah. but could play stagecoach and a Coachella and it would be normal. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's. She's um, an incredible songwriter. I think she's really great at guitar. And she's a badass. Yeah. And I would love to have that career. So, yeah, yeah she's great. I, I think she has so... I feel like... I don't know how many. It'd be interesting to know how many, like, Grammys she has. Uh, 
or if, if she has any i don't know but i feel like she's written so many hits i feel like she's she does have like a, all of her songs she puts out are oh, just gold i love yeah. it um ashley simpson oh <laughs> um well was obsessed with her record when i was in like 10th grade autobiography oh my god it's yeah so you make me wanna la la so good Weird song. On a Monday, I'm waiting. <laughs> On Tuesday, I'm fading. <laughs> but Wednesday, I can't breathe. Do you do any impressions? Oh, other no. than Ashley Simpson, apparently? You, you know, do you know that I do? Is that what you're asking me? No, I, I don't. have one. Oh, what is it? Britney Spears. You gotta let Did me I hear even it. need to say? Okay. Get in that Britney zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> I can't do it with you. That's really good. At me. Okay, what? I won't look. I won't look. <laughs> yeah, I, why am I doing this on this podcast? <laughs> you think my problem is clear? I'm dreaming away. <laughs> Even the vibrato. That's really good. <laughs> and then just nothing I but cry watching that. I just keep going. Like okay, we're just, we're, you don't have to I'm keep going. Gonna, no, I'm gonna let you have it. No, no, no. no have no, your Britney gonna, moment. You can cut that right out. I. I can't, well, and I won't. Yeah, just throw a little, I gotta re- keep it in now. Throw a little reverb on that. Okay. <laughs> a little auto-tune. Put a little effect on it. Um, okay, my last one. Yes. Sarah Bareilles. Oh, yeah. I love Sarah Bareilles. I feel like there was a season where I literally was trying to be her, which oh, was yeah. dumb to admit, but she just no. was like another one of those girls, too, that it was just about the music. It wasn't mm-hmm. about like being, I don't know, like... She just was about writing songs. I think her voice is incredible. I think it is pretty suited for Broadway, which is cool that she went and did that. I wanted to write another show. I think her music is so good. Waitress was really good. Yeah. I feel like she changed when she got into Broadway and became a little like, (laughs) like sassy because she was like doing Broadway. And so I was like, I don't know if I like you anymore. You're being sassy. (laughs) Wait a minute. Uh, No, but I do still like her. I think she's great. And, um... Her book was really good, too. Oh. Uh, it's called Sounds Like Me. I thought it was really good. Um, That's a good title. Sounds like me. <laughs> Sounds like me. Um, no, love her. I think she had a lot of influence in my music when, you know, a few years back when she was... She hasn't put out music in a long time. I wish she break. would. But she needs time to create. She needs time. And she's focusing... I think she's actually... She created a show. She did, like, oh. a show. Oh. Um, called Little Voice. So oh yeah i don't know, I know what, what network about. it's on uh but it is I'm yes excited to see it's it. streaming on something oh it's already streaming i think so i think okay. apple plus oh nice um yeah but she's she's probably like one of my ultimate people so Robert. and now everyone wants to know the million dollar question oh no i'm scared why did i get scared Brittany or christina <laughs> well honestly that's really tough i know Here's that's why christina I, asked you. I only ask the hard-hitting questions okay and I appreciate that about you. Obviously, you. I love... Everyone does. <laughs> I love doing a Britney impersonation. Yes. However. <sighs> However, Christina Aguilera has a voice like no other. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Brit quite has those chops. Have you heard this new thing, though? No. That apparently Britney had more of a Christina sound. <gasps> and they... Cut her told her to be like out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She got vocal cords swapped with a four-year-old child. Yeah. No, they when she was just starting out, they encouraged her to sing with more of like a baby voice. Oh, to make her seem more like 
young and innocent and appealing but, but she's just like the song says innocent. she's not yeah that innocent <laughs> yeah everyone you couldn't see but michael just did a dance move that was pretty good i did the per- a perfect britney spears dance you did. routine you did yeah dang it so i'm choosing christina i think yeah if i had to listen to one of them sing okay over and over it'd be christine no. here we go this, here we, this is sort of in the same vein crossroads or burlesque <laughs> oh i know i have i have seen all of burlesque i think uh-huh have you seen all of crossroads I barely remember Crossroads, but I it's think okay. I Nobody actually does. liked Crossroads. <laughs> I can't tell you the premise. I have no idea what even happens in Crossroads. It's not They're a bad on a road movie. trip, right? Yeah, it's not a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I liked Crossroads. I do remember this, though, having more of a connection to Britney Spears when mm-hmm. I was younger, like actually like being moved by her career and like feeling bad for her whenever shit went bad. I, I had more of a love for Brit. Mm. Like when she, I do remember when she put out the song Lucky, Oh, I yeah. think I cried in my room to that song several times. Because you were also feeling lucky? <laughs> no. You sympathized with her? I just, yeah, I felt bad for her and her career. And then she oh. shaved her head and I was like, oh, Brit. 2007 was a dark well, time Well, I for didn't her. understand that until I think I turned 30 and was like, oh, yeah. I get I've it. I've had a couple moments of wanting to shave my head. Yeah. You know? So let me ask you this. Ask if me. you were Madonna mm. at the VMAs, <laughs> who would you kiss? Brittany or Christina? Oh. Spoiler alert, she kisses them both. She did kiss them both. She did. I forgot. But Britney Spears got more of the Time. more of the edit because it was a bigger deal. Because, you know, Britney was the innocent one. And Christina oh, was already right, kind that's of right, the that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Ooh, neither one is sounding great. But if I had to choose. Take yourself back to that moment. Oh, I'm taking myself yeah. back. I think Britney. Oh, I don't know. But now I'm imagining her on Instagram right now. She's going a little crazy. Nuts. Like, has miniature furniture that she... Her, cl- I feel bad. We can't. She's already been there enough. Her <laughs> eyes have never been wider. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Who would you have kissed? Christina. Why so quick and why so confident? I don't know. There's just... That, <laughs> she just has a quality. <laughs> okay. Are you, you going to tell us something? Yeah. Yeah, no. she... I don't know. There was just something about... Her. She. She just seemed like... Britney always seemed like the girl that wanted wanted to be corrupted. Oh, like trying too hard. Christina was always the girl that was like... Christina was the girl <laughs> smoking cigarettes behind school. That was corrupted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who was corrupted. Didn't have to try. Okay. I heard you saying. Yeah. Christina didn't put up... Like, you just believed whatever she yeah. was saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Respect. Yes. I would also choose burlesque over Crossroads. And I... Yeah. But that also has more to do with Cher than it does with Christina. I get that. Yeah, Cher was in burlesque. She, that she was the main. She, she, was, she was amazing was in burlesque. burlesque. Are you kidding me? Show a little more. Oh, show a little less. Oh, Is that your? Do you have any? Go to <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other impersonations? Um, I know you. I'm do. I'm sure I do. There. No, you do. <laughs> it's there. on my resume under special skills. Is it? Um, I do. I do kind of a Celine Dion impersonation. Let's hear. It's it. not great. Well. But um, Probably the judge of that. what's a good song? Give me a good song. And my heart will go. Oh, I drove all night. Okay. <clears throat> or there oh. will there were nights there were nights of endless pleasure. Okay. Uh, uh, it's all coming back to me okay. now. Right. I don't know the title. Uh, <laughs> I won't look at you. I won't look good, at you. What's so a good you can verse do it to start with. Um, <laughs> well, there were nights when the wind was so cold. <laughs> my body frozen, made of fat, listen to it. Right outside the window. 
That was good. I also love that was a mix between Cher and Celine. Oh well, maybe I just do, <laughs> maybe I just do like a subpar. You both. just do Cher. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I I do love Cher. Um, yeah, I, I can do like a little a little Cher impersonation. Um, do you want to give us? Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> Tell me a lie. Tell me a better lie. You are such an asshole, but I love you. That's a, that's from one of her moments in burlesque. Oh my god! No, what are air rights? That's also from burlesque. Is she still with us? Sorry, I just took share. I don't know. I feel like she's very old. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, she's still with us. You know that old joke? Hmm. If there was a nuclear holocaust, the only thing that would be left were roaches and share. Oh my! That's sad. I've never heard that. Yeah. Mm. Well, Whitney, we are yes. sort of heading to the we're sort of getting to the end of our of our time together um Mm -hmm. murder suicide um (laughs) (laughs) i i like to ask my guest at the end of every episode is there a gay person in your life that has influenced you in any type of why it could be maybe the first gay person you ever met or it could be um a maybe a public figure that you were made aware of yes it seems so lame, but there's this girl named Shannon Beveridge. Oh, poor Shannon. <laughs> what an unfortunate last name. It sucks, but she was cool. Um, <laughs> her, She was like super open about being gay and she like went to OU. Oh, uh-huh. and she had like, she was like big on Tumblr at the time and like oh. YouTube with her girlfriend and they like were super like, they just, they looked like me. They, they were, I don't know how to explain that. The only like gay women that i knew of were really like ellen or rosie o'donnell or mm-hmm. i don't know women that i couldn't they were older and in a different time and they, i didn't i didn't know what it meant to be a lesbian do, do you look a certain way do you i don't act certain, anyways so um these girls were super open in their sexuality and i was like oh there's this they just seemed really like comfortable yeah and i would like continue like watching them and then like um I don't know. That really helped me like to feel more like secure. And so I'd like, um, that was like the first thing that I thought of when yeah. you said that. Um, well, thank you, Shannon Beveridge. Yeah. Seeing more and more people become comfortable in their sexuality mm-hmm. is always just such an encouragement. Like even like the whole like queer eye show, mm-hmm. I, that has been so awesome to see and see people accept them and love them and see a group of five gay guys like, influencing people in such a positive way and, yeah and whenever anyone is brave and like comes out or i don't know tells an encouraging story about their life it's always it always helps yeah that's what and that's what i'm trying to do i didn't realize that like i don't know and it's awesome that you have this podcast i think anyone that listens Thanks. it's just going to be encouraging so hopefully we can be encouraging to people i hope too. so yeah I would, I would hope so yeah whitney do you have any Oh, well, okay. Oh, yeah. So I always forget to do this, okay. but Whitney, where can people follow you if they want to follow oh. you? Um, Instagram would Great. probably be the best. Awesome. And it's just at Whitney Fenimore. Mm-hmm. Um, You're also all over Spotify, pa- yes. Apple, Apple yep. Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Instagram's probably the best. I keep up with that the most. Okay, cool. Um, I do have a website, but I mean, whatever. Instagram. Okay, great. Yeah. You can also follow me at mstuart16 on oh, Instagram. Yes. Uh, I encourage you to follow the podcast at a little something gay podcast on Instagram. Um, 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, death threats, you know, whatever, <gasps> oh. please. Well, I mean, I'm not encouraging you to send me death threats, but if you have, yeah. you can send them to a little something gay podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you would be so kind as to like and leave a review wherever you listen, that would be really appreciated. It super does help me. I know I say it every episode, but it really does help. Um, any last words, Whitney? Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks fun. for being on. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Go forth and be gay, everyone. Be gay, even if you're not.